everyone. Welcome back to Legally Teaching Engineer Sports. I am Dylan here with Samuel and Maxwell Loga. We have made it all the way to episode 54 of Legally Teaching Engineer Sports. Tonight, our title, Rec Coach Roll Call. That's right. We're going to do a little uh, roundtable questionnaire discussion fun time with a couple coaches. Maybe some of our favorite coaches. Maybe not. I'm not sure. We did a vigorous interview process, correct, Sam? Yeah, so many candidates, and we got two. Two of the we best. We got two. Two of the best. Um, we had nine names. We boiled it down all the way to two. Excited to have them on. Uh, Max, what else are we doing tonight? Uh, we're always going to kick it off with our roundtable. It was an exciting week in sports. Roundtable. Uh, I think we've got a nice serenity now. I'm very interested slash worried in that one. Uh, probably a quote, probably a sponsor, and we'll get out of here. And Sam's Cooler Talk. That's right. Um, today is Wednesday, September 27th, one day till the greatest birthday of the year. With that, let's get it going. Legally Teach Engineer Sports. get that one in this week i got snubbed last week during the picks and i wanted it in this week i'm sorry all right all right who plays that song sam no idea max santana nice nice okay Absolutely. all right let's get right into the round table i will go first um i'm wearing my miggy's jersey it is his last week of professional baseball six games homestand here with the tigers to finish the year off um an amazing career. I believe Miggy came to the Tigers in 2008, so that's about 15 years with the Detroit Tigers. Uh, he's a triple crown winner. Took him to the playoffs. Took him to two World Series. Probably the best right-handed hitter in the game, honestly, for his time. Um, just an amazing player. 3,000 hits, 500 home runs. Badass. So shout-out to Miggy. Um, and excited to see him Friday night. Uh, yeah. Any thoughts on Miggy, Sam or Max? I think they sell out his last game at Comerica. Those tickets are expensive. I will say they're in the 50s last time I looked. So they might not be sold out, but they'll probably be close. Yeah, it'll probably be jam-packed. I would say it's going to be jam-packed. They're giving stuff away starting Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, free Miguel stuff. And he's got like a, a pop-up thing in downtown Detroit. So, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty close to sold out. Yeah, and they're turning the skylight, so all the big the buildings downtown are going to be orange and blue for the Miggy this weekend. So that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, sweet. Sam, do you have anything? Uh, yeah. Did you guys see that the NFL is going to live stream on Disney Plus? I did not. I did not hear that one. Yes. So they are live streaming. I believe it's going to be animated and it's supposed to look like it's a Toy Story, like in Andy's bedroom. Um, but it leads me to the next question. We kind of were talking a little early off the air. Why is the NFL targeting kids so much? Why are they they're airing things on Nickelodeon? Now they're on Disney Plus. These are all kids. Well, is attendance dropping at rec leagues? And talking earlier, what we got eight player instead of eleven player football going on. I'm I'm wondering <laughs> if the if the tides are switching. 
I mean, I, I have no idea. I don't think they're switching. I think NFL is probably the most popular sport. Well, in America for sure. Um, but I think they're trying to Sam build more of that younger fan base because right now it's like more not party, but like older person get a little sauced up, you know, and then all these fights are going on in the stands. So I think they're trying to make it a little more family friending friendly per se. Um, but I, I don't know. It's a fair question. But yeah, so keep your eyes peeled for that. I believe it's this week, maybe. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, it definitely is. It's for when they go to England and play and over the Atlanta versus Jacksonville on ESPN Plus. So Sam might need your ESPN Plus. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So yeah, it'll be on Disney Plus as well if you want to watch it that way. Okay. All right. Sweet. Um, so we'll stick to the NFL here. So a lot of stuff going on. A couple crazy upsets. Um, Ravens lose to the Colts, Cowboys lose to the Cardinals, and then that might have been it for crazy upsets, I think. But the craziest thing that we can't stop seeing on social media right now, what is it, Max and or Sam? T Swift and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, leaving the leaving the box in a popcorn container. Yeah, do you actually think that was her? Do you actually think hundred percent? Yeah, she does it for her show. Yeah, that's wild. I don't know. Hurry on, let's fucking go up in the booth with Kelsey's mom. Wild. You guys see that? Uh, you like it? The, the thing about a uh, suppose it's not true. There's no way it's true. So, like her people made her a cheat sheet for football of like when to cheer, when not to cheer, and it said absolutely under no circumstance do the do the tomahawk chop <laughs> the third down. It's I really don't not, doubt it. She it's has obviously so not really correct. It's obviously not real, but it was just funny. It was like literally stand during national anthem, clap when they score a touchdown. <laughs> it's just stupid stuff. Yeah. You think you like it, Sam? I mean, I don't care, right? Like, what's it matter? Uh, she's she's just being like an atypical girl right there about just trying to get with the dude. So I'm gonna go watch him play sports. <laughs> I mean, I think he is dancing on fire and he better not fall off the platform it's all oh yeah there's gonna be 17 albums about travis kelsey and the whole kelsey clan it's a dangerous game he's playing i did see that rubbing her hands together saying mess up buddy mess up yeah but like he's making so much money off this like his jersey sales are up like he's just raking it in at the same time (laughs) 400 percent uptake in sales and merchandise wild um (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm indifferent. I got a quote from one of my, one of the biggest Swifty fans who is also a GHL. She said she wants to feel it out, let it breathe, see the situation out. However, I think a majority of Swifties, like hardcore Swifties, do not like it. I think they think he's below her, but I would disagree. And I'm on I'm with Barstool's uh, Big Cat. I think Swifty is below Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey has been a badass NFL player for quite some time, whereas Taylor Swift, I mean, yeah, okay, Taylor Swift, but Look how much money Travis Kelsey makes. I, I bet know. Taylor Swift has more. How <laughs> true. Yeah. But I mean, it's like apples to oranges. You can't compare <laughs> them. They're so different. But yeah, crazy thing. Obviously, everyone's talking about it. That and that stupid meme on Twitter about the piece uh, from the show. It's uh, the big dude who puts his hands in his pockets. like, oh, Kevin James. Kevin. Yeah, thank you. Kevin James, yes. Max, give us something. Uh, we haven't talked about this in a while, and I'm just going to hype my own self up. The English Premier League, my uh, Brighton and Hove is sitting in third place right now, which is un- 
believable. Did wow. they just get mollywopped by some nobody? No, they just they did, but they just returned the favor and mollywopped them. So it's even Steven now. But now sitting in third, only two points behind uh, the first place team, which is Manchester City. So best believe they're in, in the hunt. I also have another thing. I'm just going to keep rolling. I just had to tout myself. The Ryder Cups this weekend, fellas. Who do you think is going to win, Sam? Europe or USA? Does Europe have uh, Rory? They do. Then Europe. Okay. Dylan? Uh, USA. I'm going to go USA as also. Do you guys know what, what they play like what they play to points-wise and stuff? I, I looked into it. It's very inter- interesting. 13. 27. Close. Sam? 35. They played a 14 and a half. Dylan was close to 13. But they played a 14 and a half. And if they tie at 14, whoever won it last year just wins it again. Whoa, that's <laughs> So whoever won it the year previous, which was the United States, they would just keep the cup. So that's if they tie 14 14, they just keep the cup. And they play like the sums, and every hole is worth a point. I like those rules. They should implement those in more things. Yeah, you beat us last year. We tied. You win again this year. Good job. Yeah, respect that. Um, to add on to that, so it's in Italy, uh, the, the Ryder Cup. So it kind of blows, Sam, as you're aware, the time difference is a thing. So they're going to be teeing off about 1.30 our time, a.m. Uh, you, If you get up early, early bird, you might be able to see the final. There's a 6.30 tee off, I believe. Otherwise, t- kind of tough sledding. Um, so that's a bit of an unfortunate bugger, but it is what it is. Yeah, but you'll be able to see the end of it at least, right? Like the back end. You'll get to see the last couple Tongue holes. Aren't severely hung over or anything like that, yes. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Sam, do you have anything else? Uh, no, nah, you guys hit on a couple of my other ones, so that's all I got. Um, just a quick shout out. Baseball does obviously we already talked about the Tigers, but baseball comes to an end this weekend. Uh, some interesting playoff battle matchups. Uh, Max, I know you want to touch on that a little. Anything to say on that or? Uh, no, there are three. Uh, I guess for the AL East, AL West, AL wildcard, and the NL wildcard are all wild races that are yet to be decided. The teams are in the playoffs, so it's like the Orioles and the Rays are battling for the AL East right now. They're both in the playoffs, but they want that home field advantage. So they're still pushing it to the end, which is pretty sweet, with six games to go. So Nice. Yeah, so I will say, Max, Sam, pay attention this weekend. Um, <laughs> a little research, because next week we will be doing a uh, playoff baseball preview. We'll do our bit picks kind of like last year, like we did the bracket. We're mm-hmm. gonna do that again. That'll be our next week uh segment. So do some research. Um, two quick ones. So we never did talk about it, Sam, but we did. Max and I did end up going with a few other people to watch Minnesota travel to Ann Arbor and play some soccer. Fortunately, they lost to Michigan. They should have won. Uh, great game. One nothing. Um, Minnesota looks pretty good. Uh, they did just lose to Michigan State, unfortunately, though. Sophie, our, our real mind, our girl, she did have a sweet goal. She went on sports in her top 10. Uh, so just generally shout out to Minnesota Soccer, uh, Miss Romine, and Miss Plashko. And then my last one here, before I turn back over potentially to Max, if he has anything, uh, our adopted fo- uh, high school football team, Lake Orion Dragons. They are 5-0. and They have beat West Bloomfield, who is a perennial powerhouse. Uh, they traveled to Rochester Adams, our mom's alma mater, this weekend uh, for a seven o'clock tilt on friday september 29th so go dragons all right max anything else i do not i'm tapped i had kelsey premier league maggie in the Ryder cup wow nailed it all right well then i guess it was a quick one minute let's do a quick chat about the college football anything crazy happen in your opinion for either of you sam 
I don't think so. I don't remember seeing anything. Yeah, I'll jump in. Other other than Ohio State and Notre Dame, I don't think anything too crazy. So Ohio State won with the last second walk-off touchdown. Notre Dame had 10 guys in the field the last two plays. Kind of wild. Um, math is hard, you know? Yeah, math is hard. Max, what about you? Anything happen? No, I was going to go right to that because that was very frustrating to see unfold. And his Marcus Freeman's excuse, I'm going to call it, behind him was they didn't want to take a penalty. Ball is already on the one-yard line. You the half half to the half yard line and whatever you don't give them you give them the same amount of plays one play stupid real stupid all right good stuff boys um again this is episode 54 rec coach roll call um we move now to the main segment of this evening's focus our rec coaches i mean rec might not be technically true i know mr jimmy nickel has coached high school level um, our other guest, Mr. Kalo himself, Loga. Kalo, our father, is going to be popping on here. Um, he's high school coach. He's a rec coach. He's a little bit everything coach. Uh, he is also not very good at computers and is having a multitude of technical difficulties. Be, as it be, our first ever guest who is unable to get on, really. Um, so shout out to you, Dad, for being the first. <laughs> um, all right, with that, well, let's introduce our guest, Mr. Jamie Nickel, a GHL, making third appearance on LTS, loves to blow hard, make a screechy noise, whether it be as an official or coach. Jamie brings an assortment of experience as a sports leader stemming from the track to the basketball court. Jamie is always ready to lend a coaching hand and does so by administering a cool, calm, collected demeanor, even in the face of defeat. And there have been many, many losses in Jamie's coaching career. Also, I'm not sure if he's if he's here if or not. He's on his way. He's on his way. That technical difficulties we talked about are rare in his head back. He's no, on his they're, way. Hot. they're hot and live now. We spent <laughs> that's, that's fine. All right. Well, as we wait, we will do a couple questions for Jamie as we will change it up. We'll do starting in a second. So once we All see right. pop on, we'll, we'll introduce him. So let's get some questions rolling. Sam, hit him with a question. All right. All right. So I generally do not know what age or sport or anything so i'm going in blind so let's just go with my number one question why do you coach rec league why do i coach yeah um coach honestly i've it's hard to it's hard to explain but i've always wanted to be a coach even when i was in like middle school i wanted to to be a coach i guess i realized at a very young age that i was 510 and and white and I wasn't going to the NBA. So I said, you know what? Instead of you know having them unrealistic goals of of going to the NBA, I'm gonna teach guys how to get there. I'm gonna teach the guys who aren't five ten and white that can get there. And uh I just I I don't even know. I guess I've always even as a player growing up, I was always kind of a coach on the a second coach, a coach on the floor, a coach on the field. Um, you know, always kind of helping people and even now, you know, just same thing. It just, it just, as I got older, it just more, it, I just got better at teaching and coaching. And it's just, it's just a true passion. I love it. I like that. Good answer, Jamie. Um, you also, I was, I am sincere, you know, I was joking, obviously, some of the stuff I said in your intro. Um, but you really do have one of the best personalities for a coach. Uh, cool, calm, and collected. I heard game this evening and the coach, didn't stop screaming the whole entire time. I'm just, I just don't know how that gets the job done. So uh, yeah. I 
if someone just looked a, like yeah there's a difference between screaming and 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 you know and then being passionate about what you're doing you know like i had a you know i had just you know officiating now i can i hear you know both sides of i hear coaches who are just screaming at kids trying to get them to do what you know what they want them to do but it's like how how's a kid ever supposed to learn what you're trying to get them to do and they're just you're just screaming at them expecting to have them to know what the heck you're talking about and then there's some guys who get really you know fired up and 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 it just overly excited when their kids are doing well or you know like just you're yelling in the motivational way and it's those type of those types of guys are are you know are great you know and i and yeah, I am calm and collective, but I do, I, you know, I have broken some markers in my day. Fire. Huh? Yeah. You got some fire. I like that. Yeah. All right. Um, I got a question. Sure. Uh, who's your coaching <laughs> idol? If you have one, who do you monitor? Yeah. Um, well, I've, I've always been a big coach K fan. Um, uh growing up i was a huge coach k fan and it's hard not to even if you hate duke you know which i didn't but even if you hate duke you can't help but love coach k and love just everything he's you know everything he was about um and i had some really good coaches growing up who um you know like uh ruman edwards was a huge part of my life he was my high school basketball coach for four years you know, I had him on two years of JV and then I had him two years varsity. And, you know, I, he, it was cool because I think he saw me at a young age as being someone who was going to coach someday. And he, he coached me how to coach, you know, he taught me a lot of things about coaching and stuff. And he was a young guy starting out. And, uh, so I, uh, I really, even today, I still take a lot of things of from what he taught me to to what I, and he's another calm and collective guy too. So, oh yeah, good stuff. All right, Jamie. Um, thank you for all the answers. Hopefully, yeah. uh, look over there. Uh, black screen turns his camera on so we can get a glimpse. I'm going to quickly introduce our second coach of the evening. Jamie's already got the ball rolling. Uh, so yeah, Kalo, our father, Kevin Olga, right, Sam? Yes. Yes who is the Sultan of second place, our favorite first loser, the leader of left turns, who has numerous state runner-up titles in hockey, has been at the helm and is the face in sickness and health of the Augury Sims track and field team for over 30 years, where he has also won a state runner-up with four athletes, and has the most, most wins in AYSO so- Tawas soccer history with an improbable 169 wins. How'd you figure that number? A uh, lot of research, schedule, and tallying. It took a lot of time and effort. <laughs> can you hear me? We can hear you. Yeah, but now uh, you can't see me. That's the best of both worlds. Hello, boys. Thanks for having me on. Honestly, we'll take it. No no video, boys. We'll take it. Yeah, there we go. Better than before. Jamie, I, I saw you in the corner, so I didn't, I, uh, I know you were there anyway. Yep. All right, so our first ghost. I love to see it. Thanks for hopping on, Dad. Um, so we've got a couple questions already. We're going to do this right now. After we do our roundtable questions here for the coaches, um, we've moved, we're moving on to our third question. Max has it. Max, give us a question. All right. Uh, this goes uh, to both of you. What is the best sport to coach? I know you both coached various sports. So, Jamie, I'll start with you. What is the best sport to coach? Uh, bas- basketball is number one. Basketball is my favorite. 
kind of figured you were going to go there. It's, it's a <laughs> yeah. homer answer. It's fine. Dad, yeah. what's the best sports coach? Well, I'll start out by telling Jamie that when the late, great John Bilek, a friend of mine from Mayo, was coaching basketball, and he may, he may have even won a state champion up, championship up there with a couple D1 athletes at the time. I told John that if I ever took on a second sport at the high school level in addition to track, I would coach him out of the gym, Jamie. So uh, basketball was always my dream and, and the strategy involved um, and the intensity in practice and so on and so forth to have the, the team inside a gym and be able to teach and coach. And, and uh, I would have had a lot of fun coaching against you or the late, great John Bialik. But to answer the question, Jamie, I heard you earlier when, when you could see me and I couldn't talk that you had at least one or a couple little ones. And I heard you say one was a, a go-getter. Wait till you start coaching them because my favorite – can you hear me, boys? Yep. 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 My yep. favorite thing to coach, Jamie, were the three boys that you can you can see and, and I can't because my screen's blank. And uh, I can still describe things where uh, Sam stood in the corner at about eight years old and, and a little – uh, eight-year-old was coming at him and Sam was waving his hand. Come on, get closer, get closer. And then at like six or eight, Sam put the ball between that kid's legs and went and scored a goal. Uh, and afterwards he got yelled at by his mother for doing that, for, for taunting, bringing that kid in and then then smoking him and making a play. So when you start coaching your, your boys um, or girls, those, those are my greatest memories, boys. The, the, we aren't uh, sexist here. Boys hockey over. and hockey and uh, soccer. Excellent. Yeah. Good answer. Um, Dad, I don't know if a lot of people I know a lot of people know you who's gonna who are gonna listen. Most of our GHLs are Kalo fans and or are familiar <laughs> with your work. Um, or wary when they see me coming, they go the We're other not way. gonna direct you to <laughs> use your words more wisely, I suppose, but we're gonna request that you do so. Um with that though, I have a follow-up. But who is your favorite son to coach? Oh, that I'm using my words more wisely than sorry. No, no, no uh, comment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Who's Sam, your least favorite to coach? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Well, uh, well, Dylan, when he would chew my ass for making the wrong move in hockey, I guess I didn't appreciate, you know, usually it would be the ride home that dad would be. I, I always left it at the rink, but not my sons. They would come after me that. I didn't do something right in the game. <laughs> right. All right. All right. So Max, I think asked, what was your guys' favorite sport to coach? What is the easiest AYSO soccer? What is the easiest sport to coach? Hmm. Jamie. The easiest sport to coach. I think no offense to Halo there, but I think track is the easiest. <laughs> I think track is the easiest. I um, love it. He's the leader of left turns for a reason, Jamie. <laughs> the reason is, um, I don't know, man. I guess it's more fun. So you don't, there's, and there's a lot of strategy to it as far as moving pieces around. So it's like, to me, that's, you, I, I kind of feel like a GM basically every night is when I'm sitting in front of my computer and, and trying to figure out the right moves to, to win a meet. And it's just to, so it, it, I have, there's no stress. It's just kind of fun moving pizza, moving pieces around and 
and so to me that's it's fun and it's just easy so i just okay always liked it dad easiest sport you've coached i agree with jamie that the, the track the chess pieces and the strategy involved um is fun but i think it it depends on the the athletes that that make it easy really so i mean um, yeah, I was blessed. I was blessed. You have somebody that wants to learn, you know, somebody that, that's eager to play and listens and takes what the, um, you know, I love the strategy of, of athletics. So anybody that soaks that up and, and, and does it, hockey was a blast. Uh, uh, watching, watching a, a little soccer player score a goal from a pass from, you know, somebody in, running a drill that we ran over and over in practice and, and getting a goal. That was fun. So nice. I like coaching. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. You Good literally, answers. you dodged the question. Easiest word to coach. Using his word. That's my life, Sam, is dodging questions. <laughs> it's an acceptable answer. Ding, ding, ding. All right, moving on. Um, I'm going to ask another question uh, for both of you. Who is, if you names are wanted here, a name is wanted here. Who's your least favorite parent in the stands of all time? Can be for your team or against your team. I want a parent's name that you just can't stand. And you're just just say it. So Jamie, go ahead. I can see the smoke coming out of your that's that's brutal. I can't say that. Definitely can. We can't say that. My my one thing that is working is this is being recorded. It's yeah. It's a posterity. <laughs> I can't say who I can't say that. Parents that if I'm if I'm working with Jamie and parents are questioning his, uh, their child's playing time, that is one of the worst things a parents can a parent can do. So any parent that has ever done that, that happens to hear this comment from me, that's awesome because you need to stop. You need to you not. Parents yeah. that that uh, uh, coaches that tell get your head in the game students. Athletes know when they make a mistake. Professional athletes know. Little kids know they make a mistake. So, so call them over to the bench, sit them down, and talk with them. Alex, Alex Boos's parents. We're shouting out to <laughs> Alex Boos. Alex Boos. All right, so Jamie wants no answer there. All right, back yeah. to Max. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was a good one, Dylan. I really saw what you are going for. But – um. Obviously, both of you have coached uh, for some amount of money, whether it was a lot or little, you've coached for some money. So do you do it for the money or do you do it for the love of the sport? You can be honest as can be. I'll, I'll go first with this one. I honestly started coaching track for the money. Okay. Uh, and then once I did it the first the first year, I was like, wow, this is this is a lot of fun and I'm going to keep doing this. Um but the basketball was solely because I just I loved it. I've always wanted to do it. Um, but yeah, because when I was coaching basketball, it was like, oh hey, we're gonna need a a middle school. I, th I started with middle school girls. We're gonna need a middle school girls track coach, and they were like, it's gonna pay X amount of dollars. And I was like, uh, don't oh, know. Sure, sounds good. <laughs> I'll do it. And then ever and then I just took off from there. So nice. Dad, I would not 
coach track if I wasn't getting paid. <laughs> Mile, no way in hell. Mile, drop the mic. Leave it at that. That's all we needed to hear. That's all a right. good answer. Uh, back to you, Sam. All right. Um, so you both have coached indoor and outdoor sports. What's your preference? Would you rather coach an indoor team or an outdoor team? I'll mm-hmm. take this one. I hate standing in the cold. I I I hate it. I'd rather coach anything indoor, even in the uh, the ice ice cube known as the Talus Ice Rink. I was gonna I was gonna follow up with that. You take the the ice rink. Okay. You know All what right. it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. Coaching coaching in the rain and coaching in the cold is not fun. But coaching in the sun when you know those state meets in June when it's. 95 degrees and it's gorgeous you're working on your tan oh yeah those, those are fun but yeah coaching in the cold is terrible so welcome to northern michigan spring sports yeah yeah late fall and spring no kidding um so i have a kind of back my last question who's your least favorite parent of all time have either of you ever had a parent offer you money for more playing time or something else related to something coaching life Pretty much a yes or no, Jamie. No, I've never had a parent offer me more money. Dad? Um, God, no, but wouldn't that, wouldn't that have been something to say yes to? <laughs> I was hoping. All right, um, then I'll go follow up here. Nothing to do with this last question. Um, what? Who is one particular athlete? You can say this name, hopefully, because it's a good thing. Well, maybe it's not. One athlete that sticks out to you in your mind from either coaching basketball, coaching junior high track or high school track, or AYSO, one athlete that you down or just from a weird reason doesn't have to be a good reason or a bad reason. It just sticks out. Coach, you can go first. I had a uh, – the, the boys will recognize the last name, Kelly. The oldest Kelly was Brian Kelly. He, and back – he graduated in 1996. His senior year in practice or in our first meet, uh, pulled his hamstring. Missed his entire senior year, and he came back for the league meet, and he gutted out. He, we, I, I didn't long jump him, but he, he ran the 100, the 400, uh, the, the, the 200, and purple started going up the back of his leg. And it came to the mile relay since we didn't long jump him. He was an all-state 400 runner. And he said, Coach, if, if we have had a chance to win this meet, he said, I'll, I'll run the 400. And the Hale coach, uh, who's superintendent at Standish right now, came over and he said, Coach, if he runs that, his hamstring could literally roll up the back of his leg. And I said, no, Brian, that's okay. We don't have a chance to win it. So he wasn't alone, but that sticks out as, wow. That's a good one. Yeah. Jamie. Um, for me, I would go with uh, a young a young girl um, named Americus Karen. Um, I told you I started coaching middle, middle school girls track. I started coaching when she was in seventh grade. Um, she was the fastest girl. She could run the longest. She, you know, she was the best. But everybody always warned me, like, oh, this girl's got the worst attitude. You're never going to be. She's uncoachable. You're never going to be able to get to her. Well, I'm going to tell you, I had her from the time she was in seventh grade. In, in track and then I ended up moving up and coaching varsity track as well and basketball um, I had her for four years in basketball as well and not only was she one of my favorite people to work with um, she grew up tremendously you know she wasn't that problem child that everybody warned me about um, and uh, 
even to today, not today, obviously, but to this day, um, she's still, uh, she's still a part of our lives. She babysits our kids. Oh, um, awesome. Yep. She's, and she will always be one of my favorite humans. So America's cool. Karen. Really cool. Um, I remember seeing her picture in the, the local paper up here, Jamie. So that's pretty neat. Yeah. Awesome. Alaska County News Herald. Uh, Max. Yep. Shout out to Ben Murphy. Yeah. Ben. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, have you ever made a kid cry? I'm just gonna jump to this one. I, I this one's been staring at me. I'm just gonna hit everybody. Jamie, <laughs> Dad, have you ever made a kid cry? You mean yeah. like in a good way because they want something? No, in a, in a bad way, <laughs> getting after them. Oh, both. Both. You can go both. Yeah, both. I've had kids cry just be being overjoyed and excited because you know they've won a race or they've PR'd or something like that, or you know. Um, and then, yeah, I've had a kid cry because you were a little too tough on them or they get, you know, emotional. And sometimes you yeah. crack the whip. That's understandable. Lay the wall <laughs> down. It's fine. I like that kind of coaching. Dad? I'm not sure about uh, – I'm not sure about athletes or people on the team, but I know when, when, I've, when I've seen uh, one of – something happen uh, – I've cried. I've cried tears of joy. I've had parents turn around and say, "Mr. Logan, are you crying?" Uh, so what's it to you? You know. <laughs> so, yes, uh, yes, I am. No, I'm not. But yeah, yeah, I I can get emotional when when uh, uh, through the years, Jamie, we would we had back to back state champions um, in the 400 meter relay back in the day, and and I was had tears streaming down my face when they crossed the finish line first. Absolutely. When Michigan beat Ohio state, you boys would, would know this. So it's the same sports sports are, are awesome. And, uh, uh, the intensity, uh, I, I want to win. I'm very competitive. And, and, uh, when I, when I see success on the field, um, yeah, I, I have, in fact, I just saw in the news, uh, dad crying in the stands. You see that there's no crying in baseball, Philadelphia, his son came in and pitched the two batters and struck them both out last night. 22 yeah, years old. Awesome. Dad was in the stands on social media. You see him crying. Um, excellent job again, Sam. I know you were ready to call him out. So he went, he drew the dot, he drew the line, then went around the other dot instead of answering it and getting to the dot. So we don't know if he's ever made one someone cry. We'll answer for No, him. I haven't. Not intentionally. No, I would never chew someone's ass so they cry. If they cried, that was on them. <laughs> So I was an athlete on his soccer team. Um, he put me back in the game with a clearly broken wrist. Um, I was later in tears at the hospital because my dad put me back in the game to play a half of soccer. Yeah, well, shut up. When I realized it was broke, I was in tears also. You don't need your <laughs> wrist to play soccer. Yeah, that's true. All right, good question, though. Um, yeah, yeah, we wrap magazines around your wrist. <laughs> you did. Sam, you're up. All right. Uh, so it sounds like you both have coached. Uh, very a variety of ages. What's your favorite age group to coach? Good one, Dad. We'll start with you this time. I anticipated this and question actually, and I'll go back to the favorite to coach when uh, Dylan's hockey team when when the boys were in got into high school uh, that age, and and I will probably be biased to to that first hockey team that. I was actually the head coach of and got to go to the state championship. So I'm going back and answering all your questions. Dylan was in hockey 
was the most fun to coach. And um, that aid, high school age. Nice. Jamie. Respect. Yeah. Um, probably, yeah, like middle school, middle school kids, because they're starting to be, you know, they're starting to kind of understand what you're telling them. They're starting to learn it a little bit better. They soak the knowledge in. Um, you can kind of see it translate from practice to the game. Um, and they really buy in. You know, when, when they get a little older <laughs> in high school, kids get a little bit more like, I know what I'm doing. I don't need you. But in junior high, they're like, give me all the information you got. So I'd say like middle school kids, middle school age. All right, good. Um, I'm going to ask.